Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is July 12th, 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I am the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and uh, we are coming to you uh, day one AD after Duncan. Um, obviously, uh, I still have some thoughts on Tim Duncan going up there up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, I, I shared some of them yesterday on the show since since I recorded after the announcement was made, uh, but obviously the Magic have a, a pretty uh, intricate relationship with Tim Duncan, and I hope I brought some of that out in, in my post lot that I that I posted last night, and it's up on the website right now. Um, just the Magic courted Tim Duncan. They nearly had him. They literally had him for maybe 24 hours before David Robinson and Greg Popovich swooped in and changed his mind back to, to returning to the Spurs. Uh, but uh, ever since then, uh, you know, the sense that I ha- the sense that I really have is the magic of him chasing the Spurs and chasing Duncan ever since. So uh, obviously Duncan and the Spurs are a model that, that many teams try to follow, and, and I tried to capture that a little bit in, in my piece from yesterday. So, again, uh, a happy retirement for Tim Duncan. Thank you so much for your years of basketball service. Um, one of my favorite players. I don't care that he spurned the Magic. I still love him, and uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm sad to see him go, and I think the NBA is going to miss him. Uh, just so I, I get this reminder in before we dip into the show today, uh, you can download us now on iTunes. You search Locked On Magic. Uh, I thank everyone for, for their reviews. Keep them coming. Love your reviews. Love, love seeing the reaction to the show. I'm glad everyone is really, really liking the show. So um, if you, you know, I know I post these episodes on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I know you can get them on AudioBoom. But we are available on iTunes. You can, they can be downloaded directly to your iPhone, your iPod, listening device, whatever you use. Um, so you don't have to go searching around the site, but if, if you want to do that, that that's cool too. I, I don't mind, I don't mind people reading my reading my articles and looking around the site. On today's show, I'll be asking a big question that I asked last week: Who is the core of this team? Who are the guys that the Magic are truly building around right now? And I think it's a very important question as we look to the future of the team. Uh, and also, I'll go into uh, an article that was written on the site as well uh, about what needs are left for the Magic to fill uh, to ensure that they make the playoffs. Next year, but first I want to hit a a, a, a small news topic that uh, isn't Tim Duncan related. Uh, obviously, I hit that at the top of the show, um, and and plenty yesterday as well. But um, a, a small thing um, for those who live in Orlando, um, you know, you may not quite be aware of this. I've covered it a few times. It's been kind of slow going. Um, there's actually some some thought of having this done for the 2017-2018 All-Star Game. That didn't happen, obviously. Uh, but the Orlando Magic have begun uh, have begun construction on the entertainment complex, and, and the Magic have confirmed that to the Orlando Business Journal. Uh, if you're like me and you also watch Orlando City Soccer, um, you know, and you were taking the, the shuttle from the Amway Center to the, the, to, the Cap, to the Camping World Stadium, the Citrus Bowl, uh, you probably noticed that a fence had gone up around the parking lot on Church Street. 
uh, literally across the street from the Amway Center. Uh, and it's now been dressed up with uh, this wrapping that has, you know, images of magic players, uh, the magic logo, and, and, and like future-looking inspiring quotes from Rich DeVos as well. These are the first signs of the building of the Magic Entertainment Complex. Now, what is the, now for those that aren't familiar, the Orlando Magic Entertainment Complex is a $200 million development plan for the property directly across the street from the main entrance to the Amway Center. So not the Geico Garage side, the, the main foyer Disney atrium entrance of the Amway Center. The Magic uh, bought this property. It goes um, about a block up toward where the soccer stadium is going to be and all the way back uh, a couple blocks to where the Orlando Police Department is right now. They're going to tear that down. And they're going to build this uh, entertainment complex that's going to be very similar to like Beale Street in Memphis, LA Live in Los Angeles, and a bunch of other places. A lot of arenas have this kind of deal where you literally exit out of the stadium and there's stuff right there for you. And that's obviously the idea. Um, the, 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 the facility is going to include restaurants, retail, uh, entertainment options. There's going to be a small hotel as well as convention center. The Magic are going to move their corporate offices there. They're currently out at RDV Sportsplex in Maitland. Uh, so it's a very kind of centralizing uh, development project and obviously one that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have you know, 10, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16,000 people exiting a Magic game all at once. There's an immediate entertainment option for them there. There's Church Street across, across the street underneath I-4. There's downtown Orlando there as well. And, you know, it's a really, really interesting project. I've always called it Amway Center Phase 2. Uh, and I, I'm really excited to see this project uh, come to fruition finally and, and see the Magic get it off the ground. Uh, I've, I've noted that this is probably the reason why the idea, among the many reasons, but this is probably the reason why the 2017 All-Star Game couldn't be moved to Orlando if if uh, if they pulled it from Charlotte for, for the political reasons that they want to pull it from Charlotte. Um, I think there's a political reason why it shouldn't come to Orlando, but a realistic reason why is because this, is, this, this project's going to be under construction. And right now the first step is demolishing the Church Street parking lot uh, so that, that – that, Parking lot that's literally across the street from the Amway Center uh, will be de demolished uh, soon. The Magic are preparing to demolish it right now. Um, and then as this gets built, uh, obviously there will be construction there. And, and then you got I-4 I uh, Ultimate as well uh, under construction, which will uh, hamper the ability for the Magic to host a, a major sporting event right now at the Amway Center. Um, although that hasn't stopped WrestleMania from coming. That hasn't stopped the Pro Bowl from coming either. Uh, so... Uh, it's a really exciting time for Orlando. I, I'm excited to, to see it develop and, 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 and really come up from the ground. Um, obviously, it's just the beginning. Uh, a Magic spokesman told uh, the Orlando Business Journal that the, the plans and the design has not been finalized yet either. So obviously, there's still a ton of work to do to, to make this thing a reality. But um, the good news is, after after a long time, I think it was, I think the actual plan was approved in 2015 in June 2015 they unveiled some some drawings uh, some renderings then um, the good news is this plan appears to be taking some some major major steps forward and, and I think that's that's a that's a good thing uh, for for this development and a good thing for the Amway Center to for it to realize um, and it's I think the Amway Center has been a, a huge success for the city um, as well as the magic to some extent um, but I think that I think this is the next step for the arena and, and, and kind of the arena package that that was approved in 2008 or 2007.
that'll bring us to our featured segment of the day. And it's a big question that, that I've been wondering. Um, I posted a, a, a column on it last week on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And it's a question that, that I've really been wondering a lot since the Magic made these big free agent moves and, and really pushed their chips in and said, we we're making the playoffs in 2017. And it's, who is the core of this team? Who are the guys the Magic are really invested in and building around? And this isn't an easy question to, to answer. The Magic obviously just invested a lot of money in Bismack Biombo. They invested a lot of money in Evan Fournier. These are guys that the Magic financially should be building around. Serge Ibaka is a guy that they, they obviously invested a lot of talent capital in, in trading Victor Oladipo. Um, he's, he's a special, special player, and he's going to be demanding a big contract this summer, so he feels like someone that the Magic should be building around. Um, but Ibaka, you don't really know with him, because can he take on a larger offensive role? Is, is this a guy who you can truly feature as a star? I think Serge Ibaka can become an all-star this year. I really do. I think Serge Ibaka is going to be part of the core of this team. His defensive ability and flexibility and versatility and all the other abilities make him truly unique. And the only thing missing is his offensive game and getting him, getting his scoring up and getting him to play at a higher offensive level. And I think there are ways to do that and get a scoring up, and I think keeping him engaged offensively will make his defense better. That's just, that's just how people work sometimes. But really, for four years now, the Magic have built through the draft. That's been their strategy. They drafted Victor Oladipo. They drafted Aaron Gordon. They drafted Alfred Payton. They drafted Mario Hazonia. The whole rebuild was supposed to be this slow build accumulating assets through the draft and moving forward with them. And this free agency binge does feel a little bit like they're abandoning that strategy. And I won't lie, it sometimes does. It's this, at some point this summer, I thought, well, what was the point of the last four years if you're not getting a star in return and, you still, and there's still so many questions about this roster? And you're not going to feature the guys in the draft that you drafted. I believe the core of this team, the future of this team, is still Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, and Mario Hazonia. And I think those are the guys that their development needs to be still of primary importance. Now, Gordon and Payton are, in their th- are entering their third years. And so this is a big show-me year. I, I, I think I, I described it that way uh, yesterday on the podcast. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why I think Aaron Gordon's getting squeezed out. But this is a humongous show-me year for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's got to prove that he can be something. That he isn't just this you know unmolded form of clay. He's got to begin taking shape as a player. He's got all the talent. And so you've got, to, you've got to see something from him now to, to cement himself in the core. But because I feel like, he, A, he's extremely talented, and B, um, a player the Magic should focus their attention on, because of that, that's why I feel a little leery about some of the Magic's moves, and I've been a little 
off when it comes to Gordon. Because I think the Magic are, are using Gordon incorrectly. I, I don't think they're maximizing his potential by playing him at the three. Unless, of course, unless things have developed this summer that, that we don't know about quite yet. So, that's, that's going to be the interesting part of this whole situation, this whole, this whole season for, for the Magic is they're obviously going for the playoffs. They've invested in Nagaila and, and Serge Ibaka. They've invested in Biombo. They've invested in Fournier. But they've still got these young guys that they need to develop. I think a lot of us hope and see Mario Hazonia replacing Evan Fournier at some point. I think a lot of us hope and see Aaron Gordon taking over a starting spot. I mean, he's not a three. He may not even be the best three on the on the roster, but he's got to start at the three this year. Unless Jeff Green becomes an all-star all of a sudden. And if Jeff Green is starting over Aaron Gordon, what does that say about Aaron Gordon's development and the Magic's draft? And the Magic's draft strategy? If Alfred Payton can't take that step up to consistency as a point guard and as a leader, where does that leave the magic? A lot of this season is going to be based on how those guys improve. Like I, like I, I think I've been saying this on the podcast. The biggest question that I have on the magic is how many of these guys that need to step up are going to step up. Can Evan Fournier and Serge Ibaka become first options and step up, step up their scoring and scoring and scoring ability. Can Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton mature? Can Mario Azonia take another step up? Can Nikola Vucevic fit into a defense? And that, that's been a question. That's not as pressing of a question, but it's been a big question. Can Bismack Biombo take on a big role? Can he be a starter? And so the reason why I've been a little, you know, hesitant about, you know, declare saying anything about the Magic, is a, is a lot of these questions we just do not know. And how you answer those questions, or how, what you believe about those questions, determines whether you think the Magic can make the playoffs. Like I said, I can see this team winning 45 games, 46 games, making the playoffs. I can see them winning 30. I, I just have no feel for this team. I don't usually like, I mean, I, when, I make prediction, when I try to make predictions of a season, I like putting it in a range, because there's, there's things that happen. Uh, and it's usually, I usually try to put in like five to six win ra- a five to six win range. I'm going 10, 15 wins here. I have no clue what this team's going to be. And part of that is because this core is so undefined. And the direction and future of this team, to me, still feels really undefined. And maybe that was okay a few years ago, but I think it's clear now that that isn't okay. That the Magic want more. They want to make the playoffs. They're, They're making moves to push it and force it. And so they've got to start. They've got to really make decisions. I mean, last year we said they've got to figure. They got to decide who their core is. And I sit here today on July twelfth, and I'm not quite sure if they're if they've truly answered that yet. If they're still not just collecting assets and collecting talent and trying to see if it works. I mean, maybe there's a little bit more of an identity direction to this team now, but to me, it still feels like they're trying to make things work. If you ask me, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton, and Mario Hazonia are still the core of this team. 
That doesn't mean Azonia starts over Fournier. It doesn't necessarily mean Gordon needs to have the ball in his hands and take 15, 20 shots. It just means those guys' development and their improvement still has to be important for the team's development and future. And if they can't handle that, like Victor Oladipo, maybe it's time to move on. And certainly, if these three draft picks now don't pan out for the team, then you have big questions for Rob Hennigan and, and, and whether, you know, and, and I'm someone that believes he drafted the best he could with, with bad draft picks, but then you still have to start asking some questions about, well, what are we really doing, especially if, you know, you're kind of stuck just outside the playoffs or you can't get over the hump in the postseason uh, and, and get out of the first round after a few, after a few tries or after that. Like I said, I think the playoffs unlock a lot of doors for the Magic, so getting in does have value in and of itself. But I think that's a topic for another day. But on the topic of getting into the playoffs, uh, the Magic roster has kind of been filled out already. There's there's 12 guaranteed contracts. Devin Marble's contract becomes guaranteed on Friday. I'll have a little bit more on him uh, later on in the week. But I asked, I asked my writers this question, and uh, one of them answered, uh, what needs are left for the Magic? And uh, up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, you can see an article by Joe Buckley. Uh, and the answer to him was the Magic are still missing a, a dribble penetrator, someone who can get into the re- get into the paint and score himself. And I, I agree with this. I think the Magic are miss, and I've said this numerous times, they're missing a guy who stirs the drink. They're missing someone who can attack and force a defense to rotate. The Magic still lack that go-to score, and they're not going to get it at this point. Um, that's just it, it's just not in the cards. They don't have the money. But what they're what they're what they need to get, and what they need to have, maybe from Alfred Payton, maybe from Evan Fournier, is a guy who can get just get into the paint and force the defense to collapse a little bit. He doesn't have to get all the way to the basket. Um, Victor Oladipo certainly could get all the way to the basket, but uh, struggled to finish still. Um, they need someone who can just make the defense shift around a little bit. You know, when, when I was watching Summer League, I saw the Magic running um, a motion-based offense, and it's hard to tell whether that's an offense they're going to run during the regular season. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Magic run an offense very similar to the one they ran last year under Scott Skiles. A lot of passing and cutting and less pick and roll. And I wonder if that's really the best for Alfred Payton, because I don't think uh, Payton's good in motion offenses. I think that's something he really struggled with last year. But in any case, the Magic are going to have to put stress on defense somehow. Whether it's cutting and forcing defenses to react to cutters, whether it's running pick and rolls with, with Abaka, who's a great jump shooter and a good roller, or Vucevic, who's a good jump shooter and can roll to the basket. They've got to find a way to make the defense shift around. And that's going to be the biggest task for the offense this season. And I think that's why, I mean, we're expecting the offense to be inconsistent. Um, just because of that fact. They don't have that go-to guy. Uh, and so finding someone who can get into the paint is going to be absolutely key. I mean, and maybe Hazonia's developed it but more. I didn't really see it at the... Uh, at, at the FIBA game that I, watch, that I watched, but it'll be something to keep an eye on as the Olympics come closer. Um, we didn't really... I mean, Alfred Payton, I think, can do it, 
but not in a scoring way. And until he proves that he has a jumper, teams are going to be backing off of him anyway, so it's harder to get defenses to collapse and shift to you. The key to, I mean, the key to a good offense is can you beat your man and score? Can you make the defense? Can you make the defense shift and change? And can you make the defense, you know, help? Can you get them to shift shift over, help, you know, tear their defense apart a little bit? So that's going to be an interesting thing to happen this year, I think. Uh, it's going to be really intriguing to see how the Magic plan to attack. And so, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say that this is a, a, an immediate need. It is something I think they need to fill, but there's obviously not a lot of options to fill it. Um, I think... The possibility of making a trade later on in this later on in the year is very real. Um, the Magic obviously have some contracts they can move. Um, Vucevic is going to be a valuable trade piece. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. We've already heard his name come up in trade talks. Um, but I think he is he's a piece that's on the block. They've got a fifteen million dollar expiring in Jeff Green for someone that's looking for cap room, and they got a six and a half seven million dollar expiring in Jody Meeks. There there are trade pieces to be traded uh, for the Magic when when they get to the season and realize what they have and say, okay, these are the needs we need to fill. And so maybe finding a, a small forward or a shooting guard or, or someone on the wing that can, that can create and penetrate could be very important. Or it could be Alfred Payton already. It could be Evan Fournier already. Again, I think this is one of the big questions that plague this roster is how are they going to score and how are they going to make defenses work? How are they going to make them go into help side and shift and rotate and, and scramble? Good offenses find a way to do that. And I, I think it's going to be a tough year offensively, so I just get used to that idea and that fact. Uh, but the Magic could still use this type of a player, and I'm sure they'll still be looking for one and may even be looking for one uh, right now as well um, as they try to finish out their roster. They've got the, the room exception of about $2, 3000000 million to use still, uh, and they've, got, um, they've obviously got veteran minimums to hand out if, if they so want. So that'll do it for today's show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Locked on Magic. Uh, again, a reminder, you can download us on iTunes, search Locked on Magic. If you downloaded the original Orlando Magic Daily podcast uh, feed, you should get us automatically downloaded. It should automatically switch to Locked on Magic. Uh, we replace the feed. Um, I know there's a second Orlando Magic Daily podcast feed. That's on me. Um, I think I accidentally created two. Uh, so one of them is now Locked on Magic. The other one is a defunct Orlando Magic Daily podcast feed. Um, you know, you can obviously get it directly to your phone, uh, download it automatically every day. I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to to do it. Um, I put all the I put all the podcasts on Audio Boom as well, uh, and and into the articles. But uh, if you want ease and convenience, iTunes is probably your best way to go. Uh, let me know on Twitter if you want it done any other way, or if we we can see if we can. Get it to work. You can always download the RSS feed on audioboom.com as well um, and uh, figure out how to get that onto your, your mobile device as well. I'm not quite sure exactly how it works. Um, another announcement tomorrow I'm planning on doing a mini mailbag. So submit your questions to Orlando Magic Daily, to Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. You can tweet, tweet them at me at omagicdaily. 
hashtag them locked on magic or just use the hashtag locked on magic. I'll check it and uh, get that uh, and get that done and and answer some of your questions on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. I'll also be addressing um, for the next few days. I'll be talking a little bit about the defensive philosophy. And, and what I see the Magic trying to do on the defensive end and, and kind of the basis of what they're trying to build uh, on, that, on that side of the, of the ball. And so it'll be uh, another kind of interesting conversation about uh, the philosophy that the Magic are going to be espousing uh, as they, as they uh, get into the season. Uh, with that, I'll say goodbye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to, uh, Orlando, to uh, Locked on Magic. Check us out on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, and I'll check you guys out tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.